I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Simply Convivial Podcast, where we organize our attitudes so we can organize our lives. Dinner happens every day, or at least I think it's supposed to. (laughs) So what can we do to make that process easier, simpler, faster? Today we're going to talk about a few techniques that will help you get dinner on the table with less effort and in less time. Hi, I'm Misty Winkler from Simply Convivial, and I am a homemaker, and I help other homemakers, as well as myself, learn how to enjoy this work and do it better so that we can work faithfully and fruitfully in our lives at home. The work that we do in the kitchen can easily become overwhelming. There are all kinds of moving pieces, moving parts, and it's hard to keep up with it all. It really is. But we can break out those different pieces and parts and learn to track each one simply in a way where it fits in with all of the other pieces and learn to not only manage it better, and do it better, but even enjoy it more along the way. Because after all, you have to organize your attitude first if you're going to organize your life at all. So today's video is an excerpt from a members-only mentoring session. We do these sessions every week inside Simply Convivial Continuing Education, and this one from April was about how to make dinner faster, how to think about it more simply and more clearly so that we can go from the menu plan and what's in our pantry to dinner on the table with less effort in less time. So let's dig in. So we want to make making dinner easier, right? That's what, when we're looking for kitchen tips and shopping trips and menu planning ideas and meal planning strategies, really a lot of what it all comes down to is the goal of making dinner easier. And one of the reasons why we feel that need or desire to make dinner easier is that it feels like it's harder than it needs to be. And I think that part of what's underneath that feeling of it being harder than we expect it or want it to be is that we think of dinner as just cooking the food and putting it on the table when there are really all these other pieces that that have to happen before that can happen. And we aren't taking into account the whole process. And when we do take that into account, then it seems overwhelming. It's There are so many pieces and so many parts, and they all relate and affect all the others. And where do I even start? And how do I even make all of this work together? And that's why you get services that will just give you the recipes and the shopping list and plot it out by day and say, this is what you're going to do. We, we look for the, or even that show up on your doorstep with the groceries and the recipes and the meal plan, because it feels like magic or some crazy skill that we just can't figure out to get all of those pieces and parts to work together. But we don't need those kind of solutions when we simplify and 
you know, if you choose a kind of subscription service, you're simplifying because you're removing your decision making from the process. And that's that's simplifying and that's helpful because it's really decision fatigue that wears us down if we have to decide what we're going to make for dinner, then look through the pantry and see what we have. And so decide what we have to buy, decide when to go to the grocery store, have that list and get the right things, then decide to do what's on the plan. That's a part of the decision fatigue decision. And it it all becomes messy and involved and requiring a lot of initiative and mental energy from us. And a lot of times we feel like that's not where my best energy and best work needs to be right now. Like I've got these other things spinning. Does dinner really have to take this much? And the answer is that it does not, at least not long-term, maybe a little bit of in order to set it up and get some habits and systems in place to simplify it so that moving forward and practicing it, it doesn't have to take all of that out of us. And so one of the ways that we can simplify dinner and make it easier is to actually remove options. And that's really at the heart of what those services do. It, I mean, it looks like, and what they sell it as is, you know, they, you don't have to go hunting for the recipes. You're just told what to do. You can just follow the plan. You don't have to go grocery shopping. You actually do. (laughs) But you don't have to worry about not having the ingredients for these meals. And it looks like, oh, they're just doing the work for me. But what they're really doing is eliminating all other options. You just do this one thing. And you can do that one thing. And that's simplifying because decisions have been removed from the process. Limitations have been set in place. But we can do that in a way that fits our budget and our time and our family's tastes and work within those boundaries and not fight them, but embrace them because boundaries and limits actually help us to simplify and make things easier if we just accept them as the constraints that remove options. Removing options removes decision fatigue. So we work within the constraints of our situation and then we can even add further constraints if we need them. If we need the more we need to simplify, basically the more decisions you need to eliminate, the more constraints and limitations you need to put in place. So in simplified pantry, the process that we work through is taking an inventory of your actual pantry, because you'll find clues there and clues both as to what you do keep in stock what you do use, what you need, and you make a list about what belongs in your pantry based on what is in your pantry, not just starting from scratch in some ideal world, but like in your real life, what is in your pantry, what do you actually use and eat, and keep those things on hand. 
And then on the other hand, what's actually in your pantry also tells you what shouldn't be in your pantry when you find the stuff that's been in there expired for two or three years. You know, we find our good ideas and our good intentions as pantry clutter. If it's in your pantry and not being used, it's clutter. So in decluttering our pantry, we're doing more than clearing the space. We need to use that information to also clear our grocery lists, clear our recipes, clear our expectations, and simplify by cutting down on the number of ingredients that we even keep on hand because we aren't looking to uh, be the most varied or the best cook or the, you know, all of these kind of grandiose, idealistic or perfectionistic plans that we tend to gravitate toward when we are just planning on the blank sheet of paper. Instead, our planning is starting with the reality, both the good and the bad that our pantry tells us. And then we also look at, we also look at the reality of the dinners that we really eat, that our family really loves. And we list those out. And what what ingredients, if you're going to make all of those, what would you need to have on hand? What are some similar things? And, you know, if you have a month or two months worth of dinners, I can do the math real quick. Well, let's just say that it's 20, well, 30, right? 30 dinners. <laughs> and there's going to be some leftovers and some things like pizza every week. That's a, another thing. Your template, a dinner template to make dinner easier is both a daily template and then like a weekly template. So you don't need to come up with a brand new dinner every single day of every week. What are the family favorites? What are the family routines or even rituals? And you plug those in. So that might be Taco Tuesday. That might be pizza on Friday. You know, those are cliches for a reason. And one of the reasons is that it makes putting dinner on the table easier. So come up with what are those dinners that your family will love, even if they're repeated every week, and just repeat them every week. And then, you know, if you have 60, 80, dinners. It's really, um, maybe 80 is kind of a lot, but if you have 60 dinners, it's probably not that hard to come up with that. It sounds like a lot and it sounds like it'd be hard, but if you write down, you know, like, okay, the spaghetti and chicken Alfredo, you kind of think through pasta dinners that we like, oh, well, there are easily five or six of those. And you think through rice dinners and let's like, well, there's stir fry with chicken or with leftover pork or with, those are all different dinners. Uh, And so you can list those all out and it's pretty easy to come up with 60, 70. And if you have that many on hand, you have a lot of potential for for simplifying. You can get good and fast at cooking all of those. And so it won't seem like a burden because you're not having to be very careful referring to a recipe and, um, you know, it's not going to take a lot of mental energy to make the same thing over and over. The more you practice, the easier it becomes. So the more you make the same dinner, the less mental energy it takes to make that. And it's really the mental energy that we are wanting to save. 
and that will make the most difference in how we feel about dinner and our day. If we can cut down, it's really less about the time and more about the mental energy when we simplify and make things easier. So, you know, you can rotate those dinners around, you know, like how many soups can you come up with? And then you can set a template for the week that allows for flexibility and that allows your family to think you're making different dinners all the time and really in your mind and in your planning. It's really the same thing over and over. So for instance, you know, if you have pizza every Friday, that's, you don't need to menu plan, you know, okay, we have pizza and we can have pepperoni pizza or um, ham and pineapple, or you list out some variations. So it's not like the exact same thing all the time, but it's pretty easy to keep those ingredients on hand you know, okay, I always need the shredded cheese and I need flour, a little harder these days, but you can do something similar with like a taco Tuesday and you could have, it doesn't have to be, maybe you could just think of it as Mexican and it could be burritos. Uh, it could be leftovers in a tortilla. <laughs> um, it could be chicken. It could be ground uh, ground beef. There are multiple things that you could serve that are kind of this putting the same kind of meal on the table. They take the same kind of work and the same kind of time. But when you're eating them, it feels like a different dinner. So you kind of fill in your template for the week um, where you have assigned days for different kinds of meals. So it might be Tuesdays is based on a tortilla. And, but Mondays is a meat and potatoes, all kinds of variation on there. Meat could be chicken, beef, pork, potatoes could be mashed, baked, uh, roasted, but uh, it's keeping the same ingredients on hand, preparing them slightly differently, but they take about the same amount of time. Um, a leftovers night is always a nice thing to have. If you have leftovers, we are kind of moving out of the left. I have to intentionally make a lot of food to have enough leftovers for more than uh, we have a weird conglomeration of leftover lunch on one day, usually a week. Um, yeah, soup, soup. Um, and, you know, really when it's winter, I like to have there's like a soup night where it's really brothy soup. And then another one where it's like more stew soup or cream soup because there's so many soups and they're usually, they don't take that much work. You have them with bread. There's a lot of variety, but it's kind of the same process. And that's what we're going for. And yeah, in the summer, then that could be a salad, um, even pasta salad with um, chicken or tuna or something is something we do because my husband doesn't think that uh, salad counts as dinner, <laughs> no matter whether it has meat in it or not. Salad is a side dish, not dinner. So I just said, okay, we'll find your grilling chicken then. <laughs> so we swap it out for grilled chicken. <laughs> so Elizabeth has... Monday is crock pot, Tuesday is spaghetti or Italian, Wednesday is Mexican, Thursday is a meat plus veg, Friday is fish or fun. I like that. Uh, Saturday is beef and veg. 
So yeah, sandwiches is a good thing to switch to as well for your swapping out soup in hot weather. It's the one consolation of winter is that now at least we can make soup. (laughs) Monday is chicken in the slow cooker. Tuesday is roast in the slow cooker, but that means you have to cook. You have to clean the slow cooker like right away. (laughs) That's probably a very good strategy. Wednesday is soup. Thursday is leftovers. Friday is Asian and Saturday is ground beef stew. I love that. Or breakfast for dinner. Uh, two, two slow cookers. There you go. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. And then so that you can make a template like people are sharing here for your week and it just simplifies and streamlines those decisions. Plus you can also make a template for the day or the meal. So, you know, the basic one is meat, veg, starch. And you just have to fill in those. And like our dinner last night, it was an all-in-one dish, but each of those boxes were checked. So it was a chicken, broccoli, rice mix. And so it's there's meat, there's chicken, there's vegetable, there's broccoli, and there's rice, the starch. So it's not, it doesn't have to be a mystery or a conundrum about what makes a complete dinner or is this enough or is this okay? Is this healthy? Is this filling? Is this whatever? It's like protein. Sometimes it's better than meat. Sometimes it's beans, Uh, protein, vegetable, starch. And there's a lot of variation in there, you know, all kinds of possibilities, but um, you know, you need protein, and you need vegetables, and then people need to be need to be filled up. <laughs> so some of us need more starch than others for sure, but kids pretty much need some starch. Um, so that's kind of how we think about it. And lunch is usually something like that, also, um, even if the protein is just cheese, but some kind of protein, some kind of starch, and and usually then it's fruit instead of a vegetable, and. You know, that just helps pull things together. It's like, do I have three pieces? Do I have the three pieces? Yep. Okay. We're good. All right. Kitchen tips galore. Two instant pots with two inserts. Nice. Uh, different liners for crock pots. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I left my crock pot um, at the church. We, we were doing, my kids were in a Shakespeare play last month. And, um, I helped on tech week with one of the dinners. I provided dinners, a dinner with my crock pot and all of that and washed it there and just left it. And like, well, I'm going to get it in. I'll get it on Sunday. And well, Sunday was just that we, we were at church that day and I just forgot. I'm like, oh, well, I'll get it next Sunday. I haven't been to the church. <laughs> my crock pot is at the church. <laughs> Actually, I have no excuse because my husband helps stream the service and I have not told him like, can you go my crock butts in the church kitchen? Can you go get that? <laughs> um, I'm I'm missing my crock pot. I'll I'll think, oh, we'll do oh, nope, I don't have it. But I do have the instant pot, which can act as a crock pot, and so we're fine. Yeah, my crock pot's in quarantine. <laughs> 
I've survived without it because I have an instant pot. All right. Well, speaking of quarantine business and all that, it's time to help my kids get set up for their piano lessons. (laughs) So uh, thank you for showing up. And I look forward to hearing and sharing kitchen tips. But, um, you know, even now when dinner is maybe a little bit trickier for a variety of reasons, whether that's not being able to find what we're used to cooking um, or, you know, using up. This is a great opportunity to use up what's in the pantry and in the freezer so that we don't have to go to the grocery store as often as we would otherwise. Um, Sometimes it's a time for getting creative and, and the decision, the limitation is actually using what we have And then that allows for some creativity and patience from everyone (laughs) as we maybe have some dinners we aren't used to. I know that the work that we have to do in the kitchen can be overwhelming. There are so many moving pieces and the work just keeps on coming without stop. We all feel like we would love a break from the kitchen, but if we have an incremental plan, then we can tackle our daily work so that we can feed our people not only with food, but with love by organizing our attitude and learning to love what must be done. We have to take all those different pieces of the work that's done in the kitchen and manage each one piece by piece instead of continuing in vague overwhelm. Inside Simply Convivial Continuing Education in June, we are going to work through together the new Simplified Pantry eCourse. This includes my eBook, Simplified Dinners, but more importantly, we will walk through together decluttering our pantry, decluttering our menu plans, decluttering our recipes and pulling together a simple streamlined plan so that we can get dinner on the table quickly, easily, and cheerfully. We'd love to have you join us. Just go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button. And remember, no matter what, repent, rejoice, repeat.